Welcome, everyone, to Burgess Power Hour tonight. Today, it is in December time, and everybody is rushing around like crazy, but those fortunate people that are on the phone with me right now and on the call, and the ones that will be on the call, yay, thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your busy holiday schedule to learn more about self-love, because that's what we're going to be sharing and playing with tonight, is how do we love ourselves more, self-love and gratitude and just giving ourselves a big fat hug and a kiss right so i'm going to go ahead and mute us for a moment but as you know if you've been on these calls before all you have to do is hit star six and that will unmute you okay uh and then you can talk and you know i'm very experiential those of you who know me so we'll get i really wish that you have uh, pen and paper or something to write with so that you can either take notes and or find out some cool things about yourself subconsciously and write those things down that once we go through all of this, uh, it will be uh, experiential. So I invite you all to play along and certainly I would love you sharing all the ways that you love yourself except, you know, maybe we don't want to hear the ways you love yourself behind closed doors, although, you know, that's a whole other story. But anyway, okay, let me go ahead and um, mute, mute everybody. And I just laughed at myself. No one else laughed, but okay, here we go. We're on mute. Okay, so if you said anything, I didn't hear anything you said, but if you want to say something and you want to share, which, of course, I will ask you to do at some point throughout the uh, the hour tonight, um, you just hit star six. And when you hit star six, it unmutes you. And then uh, before we end tonight, I will definitely unmute everybody so we can wish everyone happy holidays and connect on that level again. And, again, I invite you all to get something to write with. And I also congratulate you all for taking the time out of your busy schedule for all of us to get together and connect and really magnify how much how much we make a difference and how loving we are to ourselves and to give ourselves gratitude because I know so many of you on the call and those of you on the recording, when you get this recording, I know that we're all givers. So many of us in this world that that I connect with are a lot of givers and we give and give and give and we want to give love and want to share our our gifts with each other and yet a lot of times we forget oh that's right we should do that for ourselves too right and oftentimes we fall short of giving ourselves our own gifts and loving ourselves enough and what does that look like I asked somebody the other day I said what does it look like when you love yourself I mean, what do you do? What things can you be and do and share to love yourself first? And so maybe many of you already do that, which is awesome. And maybe some of you might have more to learn about that. How do I love myself more and give myself that gratitude and appreciation? So stay tuned for all of the announcements that I'll have at the end. And uh, I'm really excited about uh, one big announcement that I'm going to share at the end. So stay on the call, please, and I will unmute us all, too. So first of all, again, star six if you want to say anything or share. So but before I get, does anybody have anything they want to share before I start? You can hit star six. 
Okay. We have people from all around the country, and I think we have some people from Canada coming in. And um I'm not sure about Asia yet, but we'll see how that works. And maybe even South America, since I just got back from there. So my fellow Ecuadorians and Galapagos travelers, hello. <laughs> okay. So what is the difference between love and appreciation? So when we say, well, I want to love myself more, what does that look like? And what does it look like when you say, I want to appreciate myself more? Well, to me, love is being. Love is a beingness. Love comes from the inside, and it, it permeates through our whole being. So love is not necessarily um, generated and projected out toward anything. It just is. Love is love is love is love. And then appreciation, in my world, you could look at it, the distinction is when you appreciate yourself or you appreciate someone, you are giving energy toward that person. So when I appreciate you, I'm saying and generating some kind of an energy toward you and saying, I love that about you. These are the things I appreciate about you. So you could do the same thing about yourself. You could appreciate things about you, things that you are projecting outwardly toward you, whereas love is just beingness. It just is. And you could tap into that that beingness at any time. And so the law of appreciation is that part of, that's another universal law that a lot of us that have taken essence of being, and hopefully those of you who haven't certainly will at some point. Now, 2018 is a great year for that. So any of our programs that I teach and workshops that we do, we, we do, we do delve into different kinds of modalities and laws of thought or different kinds of belief systems around everything. So law of appreciation and gratitude is a really powerful law or belief system to help you get out of judgment about yourself. So let's say that a lot of times you might judge yourself for doing something wrong or you didn't do it exactly the way you wanted to do it, and you start judging yourself and then it keeps you stuck or you have self-doubts about yourself, my suggestion is to really apply that law of appreciation, which is you find one thing, find one thing that you appreciate about yourself. Just one. And when you think of yourself, go ahead and think about that thing that you just came up with that you appreciate. What that does, instead of you focusing on, oh, my God, I really screwed up, it helps and shifts, it helps shift your focus, your focus and help raise your vibration so that you can say to yourself, wow, you know, well, that may have happened, but I really appreciate how I had the opportunity to do something. I really appreciate the fact that I have friends that really support me. I really appreciate the opportunities that keep coming up for me. I really appreciate the fact that I don't just lay in my bed all day. So, in other words, you shift your focus. You turn your focus to what you appreciate about yourself. When you find yourself, especially in those moments of doubt, in those moments of judgment, in those moments of self-deprecating types of behavior, you just 
turn your focus and say, you know what, that is not serving me to think that about myself. It really is not serving me. Because all it does is make you sometimes go into a spiral. You just kind of go out of control and you start going way down deep and start really beating yourself up. So in times like that, one of the best things to do is just pinch yourself, seriously pinch yourself, do a little pattern interrupt, and say, you know what, that does not feel good. What feels good? What do I appreciate about myself? Just turn toward focusing on something that you can focus that will raise your vibration to the level that you want it to be. That starts it. So when I say pinch yourself, it's sort of a pattern interrupted. You focus on the, oops, that hurts. Now, what do I want to focus on? Uh, okay, I don't want to focus on beating myself up, so now I'm going to focus on, wow, wow, I have I have electricity in my house. I'm, I really appreciate that about myself. I paid my bill. Now I have electricity. <laughs> so you get the idea. And it really doesn't matter what it is, but just what it does is it does shift your focus and your vibration. Okay? So my suggestion is to do that. That's a really quick way to do it. I want to give you a lot, a couple more tools at the end of the call on how to really start loving yourself more. But one of the things I wanted to remind those of you who have taken the classes, and maybe you already know about this if you haven't, is the Dr. Emoto uh, experiments that he did with water. So he experimented with water and he froze these uh, wa- these drops of water and he froze them and they became crystalline and he put them underneath a, a magnifying glass and he looked at the different um, the different shapes and the different colors and the different things that it would uh, crystallize into. And so what was so fascinating is he he would take polluted water and look at it, and it was all just asymmetrical and, and real um, dark, and, and you could just see that it was out of control. It just was not pretty. And then he took some really, really pristine water that came from a pure source, and it was beautiful, and it was clear, and it was it had all these symmetrical patterns and designs in it that were just these beautiful... Um, patterns and so he went a little further with that and he started to take the same water and he would shout at it and he would do these emotions of throwing all kinds you're you're ugly you know you're you're awful i hate you all these horrible things just saying feeling really high emotion really negative thoughts and words toward that water and he froze the water and looked at it and it indeed it looked beaten and asymmetrical and discolored and just it was yucky looking and he took the same water and froze it again and said i love you you're beautiful i want you you're a miracle thank you for being here all these really positive things and really set the tone of high vibration of appreciation and that water shifted and turned and looked into it turned into these crystalline beautiful energy patterns very clear and it was clearly a difference and a distinction between the two very vibrant very clear 
So it was so fascinating. He Not only did he do that, he actually just put words on water. And so if you've never seen these studies, go look it up. It's Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O, I believe. And he even put words on the pieces of water, just put words on bottled water or on glass water. And, and the words themselves hold a vibration. And so what I do is I actually, on my water that I have, I put words on it like light and beingness and spirit and beauty and love, those types of words, and I actually put those on the water. So it's it's fascinating to me how how science catches up eventually with the metaphysicians that we are and catches up and explains some of the things that we've always felt and thought. And so just think about that. The reason I'm mentioning all of this right now is that what are we made up of? I think 65% of us is water, and it's even more when we're babies. And so we are made up of water. A lot. And so what do you do when you stand in front of the mirror and you say to yourself, oh, God, yuck, that looks terrible. I look awful. Oh, look at those bags. Look at all my wrinkles. And you start saying those things to yourself. Well, we absorb that just like the water because we are water. We absorb it on so many different levels, not just physically. So we project those feelings and those beliefs and those thoughts into our bodies when we're sitting there looking in the mirror. And let's we're, let's say that we're not even looking into a mirror and we're just saying those things about ourselves, like we're really beating ourselves up about things and wishing things were different. And so it doesn't make us feel good emotionally and physically, mentally or spiritually, any of that. And so... Uh, the reason why I mention all this is because we do that unconsciously, a lot of us. We don't even know that we're doing it. And so what I want us to do is to really go in and look at the blocks that we might be having of, of having self-love. Going in and seeing, identifying what are those pieces that we keep projecting onto ourselves and blocking our own love for ourselves so one of the biggest ways I think that we block love is guilt and A Course in Miracles is a text and one of the things that A Course in Miracles talks about guilt is that guilt demands punishment if you are feeling guilty about anything on a conscious or a subconscious level you will demand punishment you will either beat yourself up which becomes self-sabotage, and many of us know what that feels like, or you create someone to you that attracts to you to punish you, like the IRS or your boss or your kids or whomever. They come in and they can punish you because of you vibrating a certain way, which is guilty. And if you feel guilty about anything, like I said, on a conscious or unconscious level, you could be vibrating that energy of guilt. And so what happens is we end up getting punished one way or another. 
And of course, we don't wake up every day and say, "Oh, I'm guilty today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just vibrate guilt all day today." We don't do that. But there is subconscious thoughts around that, and there are belief systems that we have. And of course, in our essence of being classes, you get to really go in there and see what that is. But it comes from all kinds of places, and we're going to go look at some today too. Did somebody try to come on and try to say something? I heard like beeps and whistles and hello this is betsy ronson hello hey can you hear me yes uh-huh oh good i you know this whole conversation about dr emoto's um experiment is something that um ray and i've been talking about a lot this week and, and there's no coincidence that this is your part of your topic about six years ago they thought i had thyroid cancer and um i had thyroid tumors and um i had had seen his experiments, and I took glass bottles, filled them with water, and I took them my label label maker and labeled it Pure Healing Love, and I drank from those bottles. Um, they removed my thyroid and um, still thought it was cancerous, and they had to send it all the way to John Hopkins, and when it got there, they found no cancer. Um, and we are. We're about 75% water, and our words are very powerful. That is so awesome, Betsy. <laughs> and they don't. People don't want to know. You know, the medical community. A lot of them don't want to know about that kind of stuff. But yes, excellent, perfect <laughs> example, my friend. <laughs> and, and, I thought, and I thought, you know what? I need to start labeling my bottles just because I, you know, just because I do. I yeah, right. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, well, whoa, just because you don't have that anymore doesn't mean that you can't label your bottles from now on in my glassware. I think I might go get my glassware etched or something. <laughs> and I know, <laughs> well, I know a lot of people, what they do is they just look at the water or they look at the food or whatever it is, and they just bless it and say, yeah, I'm blessed and I'm blessed to have this. And so it just, you know, the vibration of you allowing that to come into your body, um, just it raises the vibration. Thank you. So Thank you excellent. for the <laughs> Yay. Birds. Yes. It's Corey. Hey, Corey. Hi. So, once again, this is not I, – I, I got my diagnosis, and it wasn't positive. And so I have been manifesting to me um, many different people with different modalities. And today I had a very long conversation with somebody about um, all of just what you're talking about the positivity and the self-love and that you can heal yourself. Um, And so that was going to be part of my homework is to go within to find out what's going on. And I just want to thank you. Um, This couldn't have come at a better time. Oh, um, you're more than welcome, Corey. And we're holding the vision for you that this is something that – uh, you tell your, you know, that you'll be able to tell in a book about how it all healed for you. Thank you. I really hold that vision for you, honey. So I'm glad you're on the call, and and definitely I agree. Well, let's work together and continue that expansion. You just heard from Betsy; she did. So and there are I a lot know. of people who do. So yes. it it has been done. So congratulations on being on the call and and just moving toward this and and what some of the people that I've worked with before when they get diagnosis like that it's sort of the things where they decide okay I do need to make a change and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to break free and sometimes unfortunately it takes 
something of some type of magnitude, whether it's health or some kind of breakdown that we have, to make changes. So I'm just thrilled to, uh, you're not going to probably feel like that right now, but once it's released and you are um, back to where you want to be, you'll look at that as a gift. Thank you. That's my intention anyway. Okay. You're welcome. So um, now let's go back to blocks of more self-love. So guilt is a big one. Another one is shame. That's another block of self-love is when you shame yourself, you basically give your power away. You are saying to yourself, you're no good, you screwed up, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're not perfect. What is your problem? And so the shame can become very debilitating. And it gives away our power, our power to make a change, our power to be who we are, our personal power of knowing that we are perfect. And so it puts us back into that victim mode. So the victim mode is certainly one of where you give your power away and you're saying that there's nothing you can do about it. You're powerless. So when you are in shame, just know that you're blocking your self-love. Another way that we block our self-love is our shoulds. We should on ourselves all the freaking time, right? We should. It gets really messy when we should on ourselves. We should have done that, should have done that, could have done that, better have done that. Why didn't I do it that way? And so that really can set up a lot of pain for ourselves and a lot of resistance. So if you find yourself saying should... A lot, instead of saying should, say I choose. So when you say something like, hey, I should be doing something different right now, change the word should to choose. I choose to do something different right now. So it is a more of a an action-oriented, positive focus. I'm choosing to do something now instead of I should have done that. I should have paid my bill. I choose to pay my bill next time. So it's just a different way of shifting. So just catch yourself in the middle of your shoulds. Catch yourself in the middle of the shoulds. So here's what I also think happens when we block our self-love, is our loss of desire. So... When I say loss of desire, a lot of us just give up. We think, well, it just wasn't meant to be. It's not, you know, what we really wanted. Uh, It's just too hard. And so we let go of our gas. And those of you who have taken classes from me, you know about the gas and the brake. And the gas represents our desire, and the brake represents our resistance. And so many of us drive around with our gas and our brake on at the same time. We want something, and we love ourselves enough, but we have a lot of resistance to it, and we put the brake on. And so we end up spinning our wheels and going nowhere when we have the gas and the brake on at the same time. And so I feel like the loss of desire, basically we let go of our gas. We just say, never mind. And then we're stuck there with our brake. And remember, our brake is our resistance. Our break is the resistance to what we want. 
It's the belief that we can't have it. That's the resistance. And that just sits there. So it doesn't go anywhere. So I always suggest what we do in that case is just put your gas on, and I give you tools, especially during the workshops and the things that we do together, I give you tools on how to let go of resistance. Because your desire is still burning in there. It's just burning. It just is very, very low. So we have to turn our gas up sometimes to turn up our desire. Say, you know what? So what? I screwed up last time. So what? I made a mistake. So what? I really want this. And to let go of the resistance, which is our fear, which is our judgments. And judgments is a big block to self-love. And so we're going to go into that now. Let's go in and look and see what your judgments are around yourself. Because the judgments come from other people. Because we are not born with self-judgment. We're not. Think about when you're a baby. Somebody's, you know, holding you, and they're saying, you're so cute. You're such a cute little baby. And the baby doesn't, you know, look up and say, no, no, I'm not. Nope, sorry, I'm not good enough. Here, let me laugh for you first before you cuddle me, and then I'll be worth cuddling. No, we don't do that. It is an automatic, natural thing to be this open book, to be this open connection, to be this innocent being. And so that innocent baby is still within you. That innocent being is still there. It didn't go anywhere. But we have a lot of layers, a lot of judgments about ourselves. And so we have been taught by other people who we are. We learned who we are by other people's judgments, their words, their beliefs, their behaviors. They taught us about ourselves that we decided was true. We took it on and decided, yep, they're right. So let's go and jot down, if you would, get your pen and paper out. Let's jot down some things. And I want you just to, I know it doesn't feel good, but let's focus on the negative parts because those are the parts that are blocking us. So what I want you to do is just to jot down a couple of things that you heard. Let's start from the big ones, our parents or our people that raised us, our mom and our dad. What did they teach you about you? What did they teach you? What did you hear when you were little? That you are what? That you were what? Just jot down a couple of things that you remember, your parents or your caregivers, your mom and or your dad or both, what did you hear from them about you when you were little? And just come up with negative And then let's shift over to maybe 
other people in your family, like your siblings or your grandparents, other people in your family, what did they teach you about you? If you had siblings, what did they say to you about you when you were little? Or your grandparents? What did they say about you when you were little to you? go to a big group of people are teachers what did you hear from your teachers what did they teach you about you what did you hear them say about you any negative thoughts that they said about you And let's go to TV. What did you hear on TV? You're too fat, you're too thin, you're too broke. What did they tell us on your television that we grew up with or society at large? Did you get bullied? Or were you too smart? Are you just, are you broke? Are you poor? Are you just jealous? What did TV and society teach you about you? What about what about religion? What did what did your religion tell you? That you're not good enough? That it's better to give than receive? Money is a root of all evil. You're a sinner. Did you learn anything about yourself? And what I mean by that, did you learn anything about yourself that you bought into that that really doesn't serve you? And how about your culture? How did your culture treat women? How did your culture treat men? How did your culture treat children? Are children seen and not heard? What did you learn about you? That women are what? That men are what?
that children are what? So these are judgments and beliefs, the things that you jotted down. If you jotted one or two, that's great. If you jotted a million, you know, it's just a, it's a matter of defining and clarifying the distinctions of things that you decided were real and true about you based on what other people said to you or believed about you or that you thought they believed. And so what do we do about it? So let's shift it, okay? Let's shift those blocks. So remember, the blocks are guilt, shame, should-haves, the loss of desire and resistance in your judgments. So let's shift it. And one way to shift it is I have to explain again these levels of consciousness, okay? For some of you who have taken the workshops, you know what these are, but I'll remind you that there are many levels that you go through. The first level is unconscious incompetent. An unconscious incompetent is someone, I don't know what I don't know. That's basically it. You just don't know what you don't know. The next level is a conscious incompetent. That means now I know what I don't know. Now I'm more self-aware that I don't know anything. So I look at it, I explain it, that the unconscious incompetent is basically you're underneath a rock and you don't know you're there. And then one day you decide to climb out from underneath a rock and you look at the rock and now you're conscious there's a rock there. Now you realize you've been under the rock the whole time. So now you're a conscious incompetent. So the next level that you go to is a conscious competent. So now that you've learned, oh, my God, I just came out from under that rock, I want to do something different. I don't want to live under that rock. So you learn, you go to workshops, you do affirmations, you start becoming more self-aware about things, about your belief systems. You step into that conscious level of competency, of learning of how to apply yourself and be who you want to be, consciously. And then the last level is the unconscious competent. Now, the unconscious competent is someone who is basically perfectly, everything's lined up for them. There's no effort. There's absolutely no effort. You don't have to do affirmations. You don't have to think about it. Things just open up for you and you are riding high. You are on course and you are in the flow. Don't even have to think about it. Things just happen. And so the thing is about these levels is that we all go back and forth, except we ne- once we crawl out from underneath that rock, we never go back under in that unconscious incompetency level. We may try to go back under the rock, but the difference and the distinction will be we know there's a rock there. So we'll never go back to that level. However, we will vibrate up and down those levels sometimes based on what's going on in our lives. Some of us have 
been unconscious competence in one thing, but not so much in others. But it's being in the flow. And so from that place of being in the flow, let's go there. Let's go to that unconscious competent of being in the flow of loving ourselves and having gratitude for ourselves. So this is the powerful place I want us just to imagine that no effort, perfectly lined up. So what I want you to do is I want you to write down what you love about your body. Your body is a miracle. I want you to really step into that unconscious competency about your body. Your body's a miracle. What do you love and appreciate and have gratitude for about your body? It breathes on its own. It has senses. The heart beats without it you telling it to. It is such an absolute unconscious competent thing. You don't have to figure out how to breathe. You don't have to figure out how your heart, you don't have to tell your heart to beat. It does anyway. So write down the things that you can really appreciate right now and love about your body. Things like you can see, you can hear, you can dance, you can eat, you can walk, you can touch things, you have senses. Even if you don't like so many parts of your body, there are so many other things that you can appreciate about your body and love about your body. How fascinating and what a miracle that you just basically breathe and your heart beats without it telling it to. That's a miracle. So from that place, Make as many notes as you want to of what a powerful, miracle, unconscious, competent work of art our body is. And when you start writing all those things, doesn't that make you feel a little better about your body? You're like, oh, I'm glad. I may have issues in other parts, but let me focus on what's working. Let me focus on the miracle of my body. And then let's focus on the miracle of our mind, our brain. Our brain is a tool. So write down all the things that you love about your brain, about your mind. Your mind is such a powerful tool. And I'll give you some things to write down if you can't think of anything that you appreciate, that basically you have memory. Some of us more than others, (laughs) but... We have memories in our mind. We dream. Our words come from there. Our math. Our brain is an absolute unconscious competent. I love this about my mind. My thoughts and beliefs are so powerful. And so 
then write down the things that you love about your heart. Write the things down that you just love about your emotional connection, your heart. It's your feeling. It's where you feel. It's a miracle how you can feel your emotions. You're crying. You're smiling. I'm so grateful for my ability to be able to see a puppy or a baby or a kitty and feel open. I'm so grateful that my heart feels alive and I can appreciate and love nature. My friends. My grandparents, my funeral, my weddings, my feelings, my emotions, my connection, all those things, I can appreciate those things about my heart. It's our emotional body. I'm so grateful and love that about myself. Write those things down. And then, of course, the last one is the spirit. What do you love about your spirit? Your connection. Your connection to source energy. Your connection to oneness. Your connection to God. Your knowing. Your intuition. The fact that you can pray or meditate or connect or allow I love that about myself. I have so much intuition and knowing. I love that part about being able to to connect to different energy to connect to that source of who I really am. So write these things down. You can continue to write them. So the body, the mind, the heart, and the spirit, what do we love about that self-love about all those parts of us? Our ethereal body, our emotional body, our energetic body, our physical body, our astral body, all those things. So I wanted to see if anybody wanted to share something they loved about themselves that may have had a difficult time before about loving that part of themselves, the body, mind, heart, or spirit. Does anybody want to share anything? You hit star six, and that will unmute you if you want to share something, and then I have some other things to give you after that. Hey, Barb, this is Betsy again. Hey. Hey. It's it's interesting. When I was writing down about my emotions, 
I love that I can feel and I'm not numb. There was a time in my life when um, I was numb um, years and years ago, but um, I really didn't feel anything. You asked me how I felt. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you a favorite color, a favorite anything. I, I was completely numb and shut down and just doing. I was a complete doing. And today I love the fact that I can feel all things. You know, roses have thorns and thorns have roses. And um, in order to feel anything, I have to feel all of it. And I love the fact that I can do that today. Wow. That's awesome, Betsy. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes the light and the dark, you know, some of us don't want to feel the dark or feel feel that part that we don't want to feel. Um, But shadow and light go together. And so a lot of us cut off a lot of feeling if we don't want to feel everything. Yeah. And it, it and it's it's amazing because in spite of the the awful stuff I had to feel, um that there I have been to bliss. I have felt feelings of bliss which I wouldn't trade for anything. That's perfect. Thank you. That's perfect, Betsy. Thank you, hon. So just you can continue to do this because the whole point of self-love is a journey. It is a journey. And so I'm going to give you a couple of affirmations, and those are little lies you tell yourself until they become true. Ha, ha, ha. I'm a funny jokester, okay? So these are some affirmations you may want to use and just put them up on your bathroom mirror if you choose to if you're having some difficulty sometimes to uh, love yourself you just say I am willing and allowing to release the need to blame or shame myself I am willing and allowing to release the need to blame or shame myself I am willing and allowing to release the need to blame or shame myself. If that resonates with you, use that one. Here's another one. I am willing to see my perfection. I am willing to see my perfection. Which, by the way, is that innocent self, just FYI. And if you have trouble with that one, my suggestion is go go see, go see, look at some babies. Go hold a baby. Go look at a baby. Now, don't go run up to a stranger and say, i got to look at your baby because, you know, that would not be good. But if you can get a hold of a baby or look at them or um, be able to just notice who they are, that's perfection. Those are the innocent ones. And guess what? You are that as well. And so if you're having trouble understanding and being willing to seeing your own perfection, just go look at a baby and see yourself in that baby's eyes. Do you think that baby's judging you? Do you think you were judging yourself when you were that little? No. So here's a third one. Here's a third affirmation. 
I withdraw my focus from the past I withdraw my focus from the past and release all barriers against the love that I know is my birthright. I withdraw my focus from the past and release all barriers against the love that I know is my birthright. I withdraw my focus from the past and release all barriers against the love that I know is my birthright. So the three affirmations you can choose to use if you allow, if you want is I am willing and allowing to release the need to blame or shame myself. I am willing to see my perfection. I withdraw my energy or my focus from past, from my past, and release all barriers against the love that I know is my birthright. Because you are innocent. You are worthy. You are good enough. You are enough. You are perfect just the way you are. You are safe. You are wanted, and you are loved. So a couple of tools that I want to give you in order to maintain this self-love and gratitude, especially in this time, a lot of people get depressed around this time of year. So I want you to go into, it's, it's really powerful, just the mirrors are so powerful, and I, I guess vampires couldn't do these exercises very well. So if you're a vampire, sorry. So you're going to have to look into a mirror and see your reflection, okay? So if you look in a mirror and you just go ahead and stand in front of that mirror naked. That's right, you heard me, without clothes. So stand in front of the mirror without clothes, and I want you to really love on yourself. Love your body first. Now, what I mean by that is I want you to look at your hair and say, I love my hair. I love my face. And go ahead and touch and caress. I love my ears. Even if you don't, okay? I love my lips. I love my neck. I love these shoulders. I love these fingers. I love you, arms. I love you, chest. I love my back. I love my big belly. I so love my belly. It's a, it's my power. I love my groin. I love my bottom. I love my legs. I love you, feet. I love you, toes. So you just go through your entire body, and t- like I, just like Dr. Emoto, you sit there and you tell yourself, whether you believe it or not, it's a start. Start with your physicalness. And just every morning, just have a little love fest with yourself. I I love the way my hands look. I love my shoulders and my 
hair. So even if you don't, okay, just pretend. Nurture yourself in that way. Loving yourself is nurturing yourself. And many of us were not nurtured when we were young, so it may be difficult for us to understand what that feels like. So start that process first with your body. And then the second thing is a really powerful tool that I've I've told a lot of people when I do private sessions is you get a picture of yourself when you're a little boy or a little girl and put that up on the bathroom mirror. So while you're brushing your teeth, you're looking at that picture. And I want you to say to that picture of that little boy or that little girl in that bathroom mirror, I want you to say to them, you are innocent and loved. And you can typically access that innocent feeling, right, when you're looking at a picture of yourself when you were little. Look into that little person's eyes and say, you are innocent and loved. And say that ten times with a breath in between. And then once you feel like you have accessed, even if it's just a little bit, or maybe it's a lot, you've accessed that feeling place of love and innocence, look into the mirror in your own eyes and say the same thing. You are innocent and loved. Ten times with a breath in between. It does not work very well if you say, you're innocent and loved, you're innocent and loved, you're innocent and loved, you're innocent and loved. That's not it. Take a breath in between each one. Look yourself in the mirror. And then the last step to this is you change it to, I am innocent and loved. And you say that ten times with a breath in between. And I promise you, if you start your day with that much inner self-love and awareness, that will shift your entire day. If you start out with loving yourself enough and nurturing yourself enough and reminding yourself the real truth about you, which is you are innocent and loved, you are worthy, you are good enough, you are enough, You're perfect just the way you are. You're safe and you're wanted. All those things. And all is well. All is well. If you look in the mirror and do that every day, then you radiate the love from within. That self-love grows. It takes the place of a lot of the self-doubt. and the self-deprecating and the guilt, okay? So does anybody want to share anything before I make these announcements? If you do, you can hit star six. Hopefully those tools will help you. And remember, go look at a baby and make sure you don't snatch it from somebody, but that always allows you, or a puppy, I guess you could do that, or a kitten. There's something about those young, things. Yep, go ahead. Oh, this is Christina in Hawaii. Hi. Hi, Christina in Hawaii. 
Um, I just wanted to say, you know, I have that movement called Love Affair with Thyself. Uh-huh. Everything you are, are, are sharing today is so in alignment with what I've been creating in the last few years. I want to thank you because, um, you know, it gets a little tricky because people really do not want you to love yourself. <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, to really hold on to, um, as you have shared before, to um, hold on to your own shape in a yeah. world that doesn't really, um, it, it's almost rare for some communities. It really does. It really does take a deeper thing, like you were just saying, not saying "I love myself," but actually going into the mirror and doing your work on all levels. So I really appreciate today very much. So thank you. You are welcome, my friend. I was just out in Hawaii, and I didn't get to see you there, but uh, that's all right. I'm still here. You come next okay. time. <laughs> all right. Hon. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank you, hon. That's great. No, I love it, and I love the work that so many of us on this call are doing, and people that are listening on the recording. There's so many of us, this is the good news, that there are so many of us light workers and people that really want to make a difference in our own lives, in our families' lives, in the world and beyond, that it permeates and there is nothing that can stop a world of love. Nothing. And... One of the ways that I'm going to help us, support us in, in having a world of love, of loving ourselves, is I just want to invite everybody one more time. I do have that Mastery Mind Empowerment Series that I've opened up to everybody. Uh, it was exclusive to just uh, graduates of Essence of Being, but now I've opened it up to everybody starting January 10th. And if you are not aware of it, it is a seven-week with me online for 90 minutes a week so it's one night a week for 90 minutes we do a mastery mind and an empowerment series and it starts january 10th if you go to essenceofbeing.com it's for seven weeks you can sign up right there you can pay for it weekly or you can pay for the whole thing get a discount okay but what it is we're going to be we're going to be uh, exploring together and it's live with me on zoom uh, so I get to see your face. Yay. Um, so it will be with uh, – we only have a limited amount of people, by the way. So we already have, uh, I believe, five people, and I, ha- I have room for five more. So we're going to be talking about sex. Yay. Money. Yay. Forgiveness. Yay. Communication. Yay. Relationships. Yay. Trust. Yay. And I give you a bonus class of goals that we'll be talking about. So start your 2018 out with the focus that you really want to have in any of those areas. And those are the, um, we kind of mastery mind together, but we also do empowerment around those particular things. And if you're having um, issues, I help hold you accountable to that, and so does the mastery class. It's that mastery mind, okay, of all of us together. So that starts January 10th, so you can just the first seven weeks of the year, get some clarity around all of that. And I invite you to come. I have room for five more. And because I work very closely with all of you, so it's going to be uh, pretty exclusive. So get on there and go for it. Essenceofbeing.com. Just find the Mastermind Empowerment class. The other thing is I just want to remind you that I am doing um, a buy one, get one half off 
So in other words, for the next Essence of Being classes that I'm offering next year, the very first ones that I'm offering in February is February 2nd through the 4th in Fort Lauderdale, February 16th through the 18th in Atlanta. It's a buy one and you get the other one half off. If you go ahead and put down a deposit by the end of December. So you've got a couple more weeks. To get in, you cannot do that online. You have to call our office. You can just go to essenceofbeing.com, and there's all kinds of information on how to get in touch with us. Uh, or you can email me, burge at essenceofbeing.com, B-U-R-G-E at essenceofbeing.com. Or you just call in the office at 1-888-455-66. That's 888-455-66. And... You will get, uh, if you have anybody that you know of that you've wanted to take Essence of Being, now's the time because they're going to get another one off half half price. So you could get in for uh, two people for almost the price of one, okay? And that's for the February dates. So the last thing I want to just remind everybody is this, that we are having our next Power Hour in January, January 17th. And guess what it's going to be on? Intentional visioning for 2018. So we're going to vision our guts out for 2018 and release 2017 to the ethers <laughs> and really focus on what we want for the 2018 and what we're creating together. So I'm going to go ahead and unmute all of us. Let's see. Okay, we're all unmuted, and so we can say happy holidays and see you next year. And I'd love to play with you guys some more, so come back and let's say happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody, and thanks for a powerful session, Birch. <laughs> You're welcome. Aloha. 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 <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I take care, everyone, and I'll talk Bye. to you. Thank you. Okay. Happy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay.